Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to yet another sparking edition of the uh, Thought Police, the podcast that everybody wants to hear and that's getting out there. It's getting more and more uh, reaction. It is, Now, uh, we finished off the last one by just talking about your trip briefly to the US of A, but you should tell us more about it. What were you doing there? So it was a... um, It's a thing called Newsgeist, which is something Google run, uh, and it's all about the future of news. You know, it brings together... Well, they say, and I'll let the audience be their own judge, yeah. they say they bring together the brightest minds in journalism... Well, I wasn't either. ...to discuss... Well, <laughs> <laughs> I was there in my tuxedo to serve Excellent. the drinks. Yeah. But they, um, there's about 150 people, and this one was in the States. They do okay. one in the States, they do one in Europe. And I've been to quite a few, and they are fabulous... Uh, it's a fabulous session, because you, you get to take a little bit of time yeah. out and actually think about what you're doing and yeah. why you're doing it. and Which is something we don't have a lot of time No, we don't. Of, I mean, time is yeah. the one thing we don't have. Isn't but it? it's so important yeah. now because there's so many of the business models that propped up journalism yeah, yeah. in the past have just disappeared. Right. So a lot of journalism is in a lot of trouble. Mm. And I don't know whether people appreciate, for instance, local journalism, which I'm very much yeah. involved in, is absolutely in the shit, you know, as a model because... What's happened is Facebook and Google yeah. have come along and they've completely changed the way people advertise. Yeah. The the internet has come along and people have completely changed the way they read newspapers. Right. And idiots us as an industry gave them it free mm. from day one on on the internet. Yeah. And now of course everybody thinks that's just a you know it's it's a. But a, if we hadn't right. given it away for free, do you then not no think, would have read it? But no. do you not think that we would have been overtaken even quicker? Because Possibly, in yeah. the end, yeah, you know the the stuff that you can get for free on the internet yeah. far outweighs the stuff that you have to pay for. No, that's true. But I think we we're now getting to a point where. You know, it's quite sort of Darwinian this now. Yeah. If you've if you're good enough to be able to charge people for your content, then you've got a really good chance of surviving. Yeah. If what you've been doing for the last ten years is just shoveling out crap, huh. clickbait crap, yeah, to try and get clicks from people, then you're in real trouble because mm. it doesn't matter how big your audience is. If you're only relying on these Advert, adverts mm. that get flashed all yeah. over the screen. I mean, I have to say, you one know? of the things that really irritates me, and it happens mostly on the phone more than it does on my iPad, because I'm now almost completely digitalised. I mean, I'll yeah. come in and look at the papers in the, in the office. You wouldn't buy there. a paper anymore, would you? No, I really Maybe wouldn't. at the weekend? No, don't bother. I, I, mean, buy I, the, have, I buy the weekend edition of the FT, which I, I, have, I love. But... Yeah, I know. I have the Times on a Saturday and the yeah. Sunday Times yeah. 
but both electronic. Right, the, wow. Because their iPad edition is brilliant. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. And I pay something like 26. I mean, I could even get a free subscription, which I don't do because yeah. I had it before we became part of the same organisation. Yeah. Um, so it's something like 26 quid a month. Yeah. Which I don't really notice, and I know to a lot of people that might seem like a lot of money, but mm. it's less than a pound a day. Yeah. So, you know, and I have access to all of the stuff that they do. Yeah. And they also update it on a, on a, on a sort of, you know, hourly yeah. basis if there's a running and story. And by the way, if you've got, like, your own login and password, yeah, yeah. well, you know, this is the thing that nobody appreciates, mm. is that you could share that with oh, I si- do. up to five or six people. Well, you do. my yeah. daughter has yeah. it. Yeah, right. Um, and my other half has it. Right. So basically, yeah. Well, I I'm mean... sure the News UK accountants will be delighted to hear that. <laughs> Well, I could get a free one. They should be counting their blessings that I'm giving them 26 of my hard-earned pounds every month, you know. So I could be sharing a you free one. You could expect one. a knock on the door. Yeah, so I know. Can yeah. you imagine? Um, but basically, um, when I'm on, say, something like the Express website, is yeah. a nightmare because yeah. you literally can't move for pop-ups. For pop-ups, yeah. And you can't read a story without... I mean, yeah. I was trying to read something the other day and it kept taking me to Tesco's. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want yeah. to be at bloody Tesco's. The same yeah. with the Independent. Yeah. They're the same. Right. The Mail Online is a little bit better, yeah. but it's starting to get worse. It's yeah. starting to creep in because obviously what they want to do is have me sign up to their ad-free... For their Mail Plus uh, thing, ...you know, yeah. subscriber yeah. thing. Yeah. In the same way that the Telegraph wants you to do that. Now, I yeah. don't even really look at the Telegraph now because it's a paywall which I don't need. That's I mean, right. yeah. I, I don't mind paying one paywall. I'm not going to pay yeah. two. No, that's right. There's no need. Have you ever seen, you may not have done, but there was a brilliant, someone did a brilliant YouTube skit of uh, like a regional newspaper. It was the whole Daily Mail. Oh, yeah. And it said, if this is how reading the newspaper would be if they treated the newspaper the same way they treat the website. Like. <laughs> so there's a guy puts the whole Daily Mail on the table, right? And someone grabs it off and sticks an ad for double glazing in front of him. So he, he grabs the paper back and he turns it down. Someone's shaking the newspaper up and down and throwing adverts right. at him. It's really? hilarious. That is funny. But that is true. You know, yeah. we treated people like crap, really, yeah. because that was the only way we could get to people to give us any revenue. But what about you know? things like Apple News, for example? Yes. Because that is basically what I... Because somebody, funnily enough was moaning at me because I tweeted out something from Apple News. Right. And somebody um, who obviously wasn't familiar with what it was said, oh, what's all this? Are they telling us what we have to read now? Oh, and I was like, well, no, it's like a news agent, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's how I kind of made the analogy. Yeah. It's like you walk into a news agent and here's all the different that's papers. Right. And that's what Apple News has done. It's collated some stories. Yeah. And when I tweeted out, and rather than it saying it's from the Daily Telegraph, it says it's from Apple News. Yeah, right. Now, they're doing that presumably as a kind of fail-safe model of some kind, but they're not making money off it, are they? I wouldn't have thought so. I don't know, to be honest, how the economics of Apple News yeah. work. I mean, Google News is the the most prevalent in right. terms of driving audiences to newspapers, but Google don't put any adverts on Google News. Mm. I think they've always been afraid of publishers saying to them, hang on a minute, that's our content, yeah. and you're making money off the yeah. back of it. So they always say... We don't make money off it. Right. And they always say, by the way, if you tell us you're going to force us to pay free articles, it's fine. We're just going to close Google News. Yeah. And so the truth is that a lot of newspapers get a huge amount of traffic from Google right. and from Facebook. And, and how is that things. useful for Google then? Is that because people it's, will well, then go through them rather than go straight to the newspaper? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think Google sort of go on. I don't want to sound like a spokesman for Google, but their kind of driving ethos is to organise all the information in the world yeah and they go through it category by category and one of the categories is is news and i do genuinely think that google have started to come around to the reality that news is very important Mm. to the internet yeah and that the internet is their business right so um 
they've over the last sort of eight or nine years they've funded lots of very expensive experiments and projects yeah. i mean they've just given me and archant the company i work for several million yeah. to see if we can reinvent a, yeah. a model for local news mm. it's all very difficult because of course if you go into uh, an area with a google funded website mm. then the people who are already there start right. saying well hang on a minute google are paying you to damage our business yeah. now but and I, you know i do get that it's complicated but the bigger picture is that there isn't a single local newspaper in the country mm. who can make uh, digital pay right so what do we do do we just watch it all evaporate yeah. and lose that benefit to or do society? you change it from a paper into something completely different yeah you know do you just go well actually there is no paper anymore yeah uh, now we just have to be an online digital yeah. Oh, yeah. scenario but that's the problem is that the online side of things let me give you a, a bit of mm. an insight into that. newsrooms now yeah. um say you paid a journalist 100 pounds a day yeah. right which wouldn't be too far off in right. local newspapers the print paper the paper pays about 80 and 90 quid of that right mm. and then the digital site pays 20 quid right so unless they can start generating five times the profit on the digital side yeah. they're always going to be reliant on the paper yeah. to make the business work and when you but say the, the pa paper pays for it yeah do you mean the paper's sales revenue the, yeah or sales of the, yeah, the paper okay. and the advertising right. sales so unless you get to the point where you know, digital is making, a, you know, a break-even yeah. cost of the newsroom, then you're going to be reliant on the paper, and the paper is in trouble, as yeah. we know, because people have changed how they how they read. So um, the point is that where you get into a cycle where you haven't got the same amount of profit each year, mm. so you have to start cutting the newsroom. The journalist gets a bit worse. Yeah. Journalism gets a bit worse. So then fewer people come reading it. And, you know, I've been trying very hard to maintain resource levels in our group because I, I believe that at some point journalism can be profitable. Yeah. And when it's profitable, we'll want to hire as many journalists as we can. But do you think there will come a time when people, or youngish people, don't go into local new newspaper journalism uh, because they'll not see any future in it? Well, you know, I think that has already happened to mm. a degree. I hope it's not the case because I think local journalism, as we both know, is a fabulous breeding ground yeah. for journalism. Mm. You know, you really well, do... Well, it used to be. Yeah. I'm not sure it is anymore because one of the things that you used to do a yeah. lot of was sit around in a lot of courtrooms yeah. and sit around in a lot of council chambers yeah. finding stories. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's, that's even going on no, anymore, is a it? A lot of... And this is one of my bugbears where I work and mm. every journalist who works for me will tell you this, is, yeah. is the amount of time people spend in the office... Yeah. Because we've got used to processing a lot of kind of con this conveyor yeah. belt of stuff coming right. in, press releases, or yeah. you know, phoning people up and that. Yeah. And that's problematic in a couple of ways. You're missing good stories mm. out in your community, but you're not getting the temperature of the community no. either. You know, you don't get the feel of the community. Right. And I would sooner say to people, don't have an office, work from yeah. Starbucks yeah. or something like this, but be out there talking to people yeah. and try and understand what the conversation yeah. is on the street. Absolutely you know? right. And I think that would be a far better use of their time as yeah. well. Yeah. Because you can always chain people up to a computer yeah. anywhere, and it could be anywhere in the world. Yeah. But they might as well be producing a paper from Scotland, yeah. where the rents are a lot cheaper, Absolutely right. uh, instead of sitting in the middle of London. Absolutely. You know? And I think a couple of newspapers have tried that. I mean, yeah. like they've tried. I know that The Express and The Star were, were trying to produce... Um, more sub editing in in Manchester yeah. because the because the, the, the rents were cheaper yeah. uh, and and they could pay people slightly less money yeah. than if they were working in London yeah. and I mean I think you're absolutely right what we now lack and you know this whenever you see a really good investigation what you now lack is any kind of original material yeah. 
which is actually not coming from a press release or not yeah. coming from um, something that's being told to you by a politician, but actually right. something that you've been told in a pub yeah. or having been or just or, having witnessed. Or you've had enough time, as you've just yeah. alluded to, to say, oh, well, I've heard that, and I'm now going to spend three days tearing it apart. Yeah. You know, people haven't got the time anymore. No. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We've talked about, a couple of times we've talked about Ryan Parry in, mm. in Buckingham Palace. Yeah. When I was head of features and Ryan, we planted him as yeah. a butler in yeah. Buckingham Palace. And he was there for about three months. Amazing. I mean, it was, it is, it, to this day, it's still the single greatest, yeah. you know, single greatest story I've yeah. ever worked on. Because right. it was just so, so insanely yeah. great, right. you know. But anyway, Ryan comes out. Well, and it literally couldn't have been any better. I mean, I mean it, it could not have been you better. You could not have gone back over that and gone, no. what else could we have got? He had photographs of the Queen's <laughs> sort of, I mean, the one everyone remembers. They may not remember where it came from, but everyone remembers the, the sort of little trolley. Yeah. with the Queen's breakfast yeah. cereal on it in Tupperware and, and, you know, and yeah, an old Tupperware. radio by the and, side and the other thing I remember is the, the little bar heater <laughs> that's right in the room. Yeah, that's right a little yeah, three and bar a kind heater of manky little sort of, like anyone's yeah, granny yeah, yeah. I mean, a manky little yeah. sort of rug in front yeah. of it so I'm thinking this is Buckingham Palace yes well we so Ryan was what you'd call off diary yeah. right? so that was the only gig he was doing obviously and just keeping it secret for that yeah. length of time in a newspaper yeah. office he was, there, he was out of the loop for four months yeah and so, and then there was all the other security and processing we had to do. That story will have cost us, I keep saying us, the yeah, mirror, a hundred thousand quid or so, yeah. right? And we had the resource to take a guy out yeah. of the loop. Now, I know for a fact that today, in the features department of the Daily Mirror, there's mm. no way on earth you could take somebody out for even a week, never mind four months. And so... The power of investigative journalism, you see that now being transferred to third parties. Yes. So you see um, people like Julian Assange and the guys, Glenn Grenwald, and uh -huh. the guys who blew up the um, the MPs' expenses. Yeah. You know, they're doing, they're getting that data from yeah. outside and then they're bringing it into newspapers, yeah. whereas in the past it would have been the other way around. But you have to think that there's not much of that kind of fishing going on when you Absolutely and I were reporters right. yeah. back in the day, yeah. where you'd actually be... You'd always have about three or four things on the go. Yeah. You'd be talking to people. Yeah. How are you getting on with this? How are you getting yeah. on with that? I mean, I bet maybe it's because information is just a lot easier to come by now. Yeah. And so you don't really have to go and find people that can give it to you. Yeah. But, you know, I used to do that kind of, you know, if on a quiet afternoon when I was a reporter on the Express, I'd just ring people up. Yeah. Who of I course, knew. Yeah. And just say anything going on, what's yeah. happening, blah, blah, blah. Go out and meet them, maybe go and have a drink with them. Yeah. You know, and eventually something would come of it. Yeah. You know, there was always something else. Well, there. My, d my dad, uh, my dad, his first job was on he was a journalist and, yeah and uh Liverpool Echo, job, right? so yeah he, he he was um associate editor on the Liverpool Echo then he went to edit the Birmingham Post and he had a really oh, okay. terrific career in regional newspapers but his first job was on a paper called the Bootle Times which right. sadly no longer exists right. because it's you know it's gone the way but he always talks about there was an old uh, editor called May Logan mm. right it was a fierce character very mm. Keen on on, on well, a lot of those guys were yeah. pretty scary. But there was a guy, a reporter called Wally Scott, mm. who used to. Have you ever heard of Billy Butler? You know, he was a he's a Liverpool radio DJ. And I don't he, think so. But some he used to do this amazing. Anyone who's in Liverpool right now 
will know the phrase hold your plums right? yeah. which was a weekend game show <laughs> right. right with wally scott and billy butler right. where people would call in and i'm pretty sure it was all set up because right. the, nobody was as thick as these right. people right? <laughs> and they had to they had to have um i'm not sure why hold your plums was something to do with a fruit machine device right. but they had to guess the answer to a question bizarrely uh, i'm thinking i've heard that phrase quite recently i don't know right, why okay but anyway carry but, on uh, if you youtube i bet you they're all on yeah. youtube but right. you get people sort of like wally scott giving him a clue going right it's it's something you cook your dinner in. What yeah. is it? Is it a saucepan, Billy? Yeah. No, no. It begins with P and it ends with T and it's got three letters. Is it a pit, Billy? <laughs> no, no, it's pot, love. And they're trying to guess the vegetable right. and they eventually end up with the three clues and they put them together they go, pot, eight, oh. What is it, Billy? I haven't got an idea. Right. Like, Run them together, love. Pot, eight, oh. Uh, is it a cabbage, Billy? You know. Right. Anyway, so, but Wally Scott was the sort of creative genius behind right. this. Wally Scott was the chief reporter on the Brutal Times, right. and when they didn't have a splash on a Wednesday morning, Meg Logan would just say to Wally, get out there and get me a story. Yeah. And Wally Scott would walk out, and two hours later would come we'll back come with a splash. Story, yeah. Now, that just doesn't happen anymore, no. I don't think. And it's, no. a, it's a bit of a shame. Because I think that's part of the art of journalism, yeah. which is in the end... I mean, we used to joke about the, the, the sort of rivalry between sub-editors and reporters, yeah. because uh, when I became night editor of The Express, I was never quite accepted as a proper kind of production guy because I'd come from the other side. Yes, right. I'd come from being a reporter. But I'd actually, when I was young, I'd done both. You know, yeah. I'd sub-edited, I'd do sub-editing shifts of the mail and I'd go to the sun and, and do reporting shifts, you know. Yeah. But still, you know, I always took the view, like a lot of reporters did, that sub-editors were basically failed reporters yeah. who had such <laughs> bad personalities that they, nobody wanted to talk to them. And so whenever they went knocking on somebody's door, yeah. they never got anything, yeah. you know. So there's always been that great rivalry, but part of the whole art of, but for me anyway, and I think it's no accident that I've ended up in radio, is that you learn to talk to people, yeah, and because yeah. you have to talk to everyone, yeah, you know, and particularly if you're in a tabloid, you know, you're yeah. knocking one day on the door of some poor woman whose husband's been murdered, yeah, and the next day you're talking to the cops, the next yeah. day you're in a high court taking notes on a, yeah. on a really complicated case, the next day you're talking to some kid yeah. who's won, you know, an amazing raffle prize, you know, yeah. it's everything's out there, well, and, mate, and, um, and people I think now don't know how to do that. So I've been a journalist for thirty years, right, and right? um, when I started. I was just into a job on the Formby Times and Hillsborough happened. Right. And within uh, Formby, there were three kids who'd been killed right. at Hillsborough. And on the Sunday morning, I was the only reporter that lived in Formby. So mm. on the Sunday morning, I had to go around to these three houses. Right. I'm about 19 years old, right? Wow. And knock on the door and say, I'm from the Formby Times. Uh, can I come in, please, and talk to you about the terrible mm. tragedy that happened to you? And you'd go into their living room and there would be weeping family. Yeah. There'd be a uh, someone from the police uh, liaison, family liaison officer. And were there other journalists Invariably around? a priest and a, and a social worker yeah. and everyone giving... And yes, so to answer your question, yes, they were. And they were some of them were lying about being from the local paper right. to try and get in. And the nationals, by and large, were shut out. But it's something that... I learned. I couldn't do that now, by the way, because mm. once you got kids, there's no way yeah. I could, you know, stop myself from right. choking. But uh, what I learned was that that's when a local newspaper is at its absolutely yeah. most meaningful because and it's people trusted. They, they want to tell you the story yeah. of this of this son that they've lost, mm. and they take the photograph off the mantelpiece. And they hand it to you in the frame, and they yeah. say, "Please look after this. It's the only one we've got where we're all together." Yeah. 
and you take it away and you photograph it and you right. put it in the paper and you do your best to get their story straight. Mm. And if you can do that, then people look at you as part of the fabric of yeah. the community. Yeah. And I just think we are at risk now of if we're just a load of office bound processes of mm. press releases mm. that we lose that fabric of the community yeah. thing which is the whole bloody yeah. point you know? and also i think the whole point really of good journalism is that it's supposed to be multi-level it's supposed yes. to make you think it's supposed yeah. to make you weep at times and yeah. make you laugh at yeah. other times it's not supposed to be just information just a load of and stuff. i wonder it's interesting yeah. what you said there about good, uh, the custodians if you like of, of all the information in the world yeah so i never really thought about it like that yeah. but that is exactly what it is yeah and funnily enough some of the information that they have is going to be of no use to some people mm. some of it is going to be of use to everyone mm. lots of it is specialised information that nobody cares about. Yeah. And I think you have to sometimes think about maybe treating it all differently. Yeah. And it's, you know, you know I'm not quite no, sure no, what totally. I'm saying. Well, but... I'll tell you another thing just off that is some of that material on Google is is stuff that you and I would look at and think, I wish that didn't exist. Mm. Nasty, horrible yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. Paedophilia. Yeah. Nazi rantings and ravings, right. you know, all sorts of horrible stuff. Yeah. Now... Some of it is outright illegal mm. and they do their best to eradicate it from the internet. But some of it, like, say, for instance, you know, Nazi party uh, websites mm. in the United States, yeah. well, they have this thing called the First Amendment yeah. where they believe that everybody has freedom of expression yeah. and it would be wrong. Well, they actually believe in free speech yeah. properly, and, which, which we don't. And, well, this is, isn't this fascinating? Yeah. Right? If you ask anybody out in the, in the street in the UK, has Britain got free speech? Yeah. Everyone will say, yeah, of course yeah. we have. But if you go to the states they would say we are yeah. a massively clamped down society and yeah. we haven't all the laws around defamation and mm. contempt and all of this mm. prevents free speech so they you know this is where the argument gets tough is you got people saying uh you know you've got a guy in new zealand live streaming yeah. a mass murder mm. on facebook which is yeah. what happened yeah that makes the whole thing evil. And I, I just don't think it's true. I think Facebook's responsibility mm. is to make sure that that cannot happen yes. and to pay for a lot more moderators. And, yeah. You know, they're making billions and billions and billions yeah. every week. Because the problem for that, for Facebook in that particular instance, was they weren't quick enough off the they mark. They weren't. No. I mean, you can understand how maybe without realising it, somebody starts yeah. that stream yeah. and somebody doesn't see that they've started it yeah. for two or three minutes. Yeah. But to not see it for like half an hour. That's right. It's not acceptable. That's right. And it's I think I think that's very fair what you've just said. Yeah. You know, and they will say, Oh, very few people saw it. But nevertheless, right. lots of people did see it. Right. I mean, what was extraordinary to me was when some mainstream newspapers here lifted chunks of it and yeah. stuck it on their websites. Yeah. I won't name them because I'd shame them. Yeah, but, right. I mean it was a massive, mm. massive misjudgment. Yeah, I you know? that, yeah. And if you can't um, if you don't know your audience well mm. enough to know that they'll find that abhorrent, what isn't else that don't you know? interesting as well, though, because it, doesn't that also tell you something about the editing process yeah. and the fact that the people now involved in that yeah. might actually not have a clue yeah. in terms of what life experience is? <laughs> I, mean, you I, know, mean, I think uh, that's very true. If I know you've been, if yeah. you've been, yeah, right. Well, we've all worked with people that didn't have a clue. Um, but the thing is that also what's, what I find fascinating is, it's again, it comes down to life experience. You know, Because yeah. if you've been in Bootle, if you've been yeah. in that house yeah. and you've talked to those people... You know what, you know what human anguish is. That's right, yeah. You know, if you've never done anything like that, yeah. you can't possibly judge no. it. And you can't just press a button and go, oh, well, everyone yeah. can have a look at this. And but I don't mind it. To be fair to them as well, the other thing that the internet is a problem is that you've got to make that decision instantly. Yeah. Instantly, yeah. you know, because you've got to be the first out there with yeah. it. And so 
maybe some decisions that are getting made and go through yeah. digitally, or that maybe if you had to publish on a newspaper that second, yeah. you'd make the mistakes Well, there. you and I have had that conversation, I think, because yeah. we were both working when Diana died, yeah. um, and the picture of Diana That's dead right. in the car. And at the time, um, I was night editor, um, I actually wanted to use the picture. Yeah. Um, probably I was wrong, Yeah. but my initial reaction to it was, this is not a grisly picture. Yeah. You know, she is obviously... And, and also, yeah. I think I was trying to make the argument that she might not have technically actually been dead at that, at that point, time, yeah. um, which I know doesn't really make much difference. Yeah. But it wasn't a, a it wasn't a pretty brutal picture. No. It wasn't of upset people, no. particularly because yeah. of the, the the graphic nature. It of was it. an astonishing photograph. It was an astonishing yeah. photograph, yeah. Yeah. and I was the only person yeah. arguing for the for the picture to be used. And in yeah. the end, obviously, you know, other minds yeah. won won the day. Well, I remember and Piers I'm, Morgan coming in. Yeah, well, you, I think you've told and me. And Ian Down, who was the picture editor, saying, "Piers, you." The first thing you got to do is look at this photograph, yeah. and the minute he saw it, he just said, "Take that off the system yeah. now. Don't want anything to do with it." Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what led me to think that we should use that. Yeah. You know, I've often wondered whether, um, if we had used it, that I would have regretted it, or yeah. whether there would have been a massive, um, you know, backlash against the paper. Yeah, I don't know. I suspect really. there would have been because, not because of the news quality of the photograph, yeah. which you know to this day remains one of the greatest news photographs yeah. ever taken, but no one's ever seen it. Mm. But the I think what Piers saw was that the tabloid press and the paparazzi were going to be blamed yeah. for this and to use a paparazzi photograph yeah. from one of the guys who had chased the car down mm. then that would be yeah. that would be a bomb yeah. a bombshell but yeah. you can see how those kinds of yeah, mistakes yeah. get made yeah, yeah, because yeah. of course you're all working at this kind of ridiculous pace particularly then yeah. That week where we were yeah. all working around the clock, yeah. seven days. But isn't that exactly did, right? Yeah. You know, so that that was a situation where suddenly time was contracted yeah. and everyone was making very quick decisions and mistakes can get through. Mm. Well, the internet's like that all the time. Yes. You know? Yeah, because there's not really... One of the great things about newspapers is there's a deadline. That's right. And you have to make a decision yeah. on something by a certain point. Yeah. Otherwise, the paper doesn't come out. Yeah. Um, or, you know, it gets yeah. delayed and you get horrendously fined by the printers. Yeah. But with the internet... There's no, no, there's no time to. It's, it's like as soon as you can. You just have to do it. And in a country like the UK, where there's so much competition for news, and that's one of the great blessings of living in the UK. Yeah. Is you know, ten daily newspapers out there, or you know, whatever it is, you've got to. If you want to succeed digitally, you've got to be quick off the mark and first out there again, mm. because Google promotes the first yes. one out there. Right. So you know the way the internet works causes a big challenge to the old thinking of journalism yeah you know and it will cause mistakes we did a, uh, an interesting story this week actually about some um uh, sort of dodgy online retailers yeah who have been messing with google's um you know sort of setup the algorithm way, the yeah. algorithms yeah. and making it possible for their stuff to get put at the top right. of the search engine right. um you know if you're looking for stuff for black friday for yeah, yeah, yeah 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 um and so there's that danger as well yeah. that you're kind of you're also if you're Google yeah. you're having to you protect your brand as it were yeah. by making sure that kind of stuff doesn't happen. That's right. It's a mass, and people are trying to game you all the time. Yeah. And the other thing, which maybe we can sign off on, but the other thing is that in the days of newspapers, what's the greatest phrase about newspapers? It's tomorrow's fish and chip yeah. paper. Right. Well, yes, and that was true. Today. You make a mistake, or you print something about somebody, or you write something about it's somebody on forever. Google. It's there forever. Yeah, you know. So, 
It's a wholly it's different dynamic. It's changed the whole libel law situation, yeah, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. It's changed defamation and all of yeah, that. Yeah. I was going to ask you one final question yeah, sure. before we go. Um, did you get a chance to talk about the Trump scenario when you were in Florida? Because obviously, whenever I go to the States, I yeah. try and gauge what people are saying. Yeah. And I guess it depends on... If you're with a load of media executives, they're yeah. probably all uh, Democrats, I would imagine. They're all to a man and a yeah. woman. But So what I took away from it is, yes, he'll be impeached, but the uh, Senate will never convict him yeah but, so he'll be impeached by the house yeah i'll tell you what i do this is my guilty secret yeah. which i had to confess to a couple of people when i get ever i'm in the states the first thing they put on in the tv mm. is the uh, is fox news yeah. because they are i mean they are rabid right-wing yeah head cases it's great isn't it? but they, they are so good at it <laughs> it is brilliant. so entertaining yeah. yeah oh it really is yeah and of course that's why it became the number one yeah. news network yeah. I, think, I don't know if it still is but it certainly was yeah uh, for a very very long time and nobody thought that it would happen. So here's the thing that I was told, mm. maybe it's more wide than I gave it credit for, but Tucker Carlson, who is one of the the great sort of evening yeah. Fox News anchors and has this brilliant TV style, although, you know, I disagree with yeah, every yeah. single thing he thinks, right. but he's brilliant on TV. I'm told that he is lining himself up to be President of the United States in eight years' time. Is that right? Yeah. Remember well, the name. You heard it here Tucker first. Tucker Carlson. Well, stranger things have happened. Mike Bloomberg's in the race now. Yes, I um, saw that. And maybe Hillary Clinton's going to join it. That's what that I'm hearing. That would be amazing, yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. But, well, she'd uh, have a chance, I think. I don't think so. We'll have to come <laughs> back to that. He's Matt Kelly. I'm Mike Gray. We're the Thought Police. So Ryan was what you'd call off diary, yeah. right? So that was the only gig he was doing, obviously. And just keeping it secret for that yeah. time in a newspaper yeah. office. He was there, he was out of the loop for four months. Yeah. And so and then there was all the other security and processing we had to do. That story will have cost us I keep saying us, the yeah, mirror. Yeah. A hundred thousand quid or yeah. so, right? And we had the resource to take a guy out yeah. of the loop. Now I know for a fact that today, in the features department of the Daily Mirror, there's mm. no way on earth you could take somebody out for even a week, never mind four months. Part of the whole art, of, for me anyway, and I think it's no accident that I've ended up in radio, is that you learn to talk to people. Yeah. Because you have to talk to everyone. Yeah. You know, and particularly if you're in a tabloid, you know, you're yeah. knocking one day on the door of some poor woman whose husband's been murdered. Yeah. And the next day you're talking to the cops, the next yeah. day you're in a high court taking notes on a, yeah. on a really complicated case, the next day you're talking to some kid yeah. who's won, you know, an amazing raffle prize. You know, yeah. it's everything's out there. Well, and, mate, and, um... and people, I think, now don't know how to do that. That's when a local newspaper is at its absolutely yeah. most meaningful because and it's people trusted. They, they want to tell you the story yeah. of this of this son that they've lost, mm. and they take the photograph off the mantelpiece and they hand it to you in the frame and they yeah. say, "Please look after this. It's the only one we've got where we're all together." Yeah. And you take it away and you photograph it and you right. put it in the paper and you do your best to get their story straight. Mm. And if you can do that, then people look at you as part of the fabric yeah. of the community. We are at risk now of, if we're just a load of office-bound processors of mm. press releases, mm. that we lose that fabric of the community yeah. thing, which is the whole bloody yeah. point. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.